Hello, Dr. Hamilton, and welcome back to the podcast, Your Life Transformed. I'm so excited to talk about one of my favorite topics, gut health. And today we have Natasha Trinet, founder um, and president of Natrin. And we're going to talk about all about gut health. She's been in this field for 50 years, introduced it to all of us here about 40 years ago. And so we are going to be learning about gut health and probiotics from almost like the mother who started it all. So I'm super excited to talk to you. Hello and welcome. Uh, well, thank you so much. I am affectionately called the mother of probiotics. Oh, really? One of my Australian customers gave me that name many years ago, and it sort of stuck with me. And I'm honored because um, I've actually started with my family's yogurt business in the mid-1960s. And we introduced the first natural Bulgarian-style yogurt to United States. I uh, also introduced kefir, uh, set standards in the state of California, wow. the state of New York, and then worked with the whole industry to introduce probiotics, which nobody knew what I was talking about for almost 20 years. Yeah. And now the term is uh, recognized, but still, I think, vastly misunderstood. And it's probably the most important concept for our general health for the 21st century. Uh, because of the research that's been done on the microbiome, the microbiota, our 27 feet of GI tract, mm -hmm. and how that uh, impacts every phase of our health, including uh, clear thinking, energy, uh, organ health, um, body health, longevity, everything is impacted by those microbes that live in that 27 feet of our GI tract. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. And, and I talk about that all the time, like how important gut health is to like the human body, just for all of the things that you said. I always, I call the brain the CEO, but the gut is definitely the COO and it can release all different things from the gut and signal to the brain what to do and what not to do. And so can you yeah. give us a little bit more background? Like You've done all these amazing things, but how did you even get started? Was it just the yogurt business or how did you even like find out about? Well, I started my research when I first joined my family because there was literally no information and no standards, even for yogurt or kefir. So I, I translated a book from the former Soviet Union from Bulgaria. Uh, they had technical data. They were advanced in that field and when we were, and then thousands of research uh articles were published in the United States, I would say, from the 1960s until now. So the thing is, the information is out there. The problem is, is the use of the information and how it's best used to impact our health. Uh, because it's not the lack of information, it's the lack of results we're seeing with our $4.3 trillion spend on healthcare, 80% on chronic disease. Yep. That's, you know, where uh, the rubber meets the road, as they say. And that's where we need to really uh, change our thinking and think about what we're doing because uh, believe me, it's not fun to have a problem and you're not feeling great every day. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. So, and I also believe that gut health stems everything, immune health, inflammatory mm -hmm. response, weight loss, like all this stuff. And so I'm curious what your thoughts are on, let's just talk, we're about to hit um, flu season, although now it's like year round after COVID, but what are mm -hmm. your thoughts on, for example, can you explain 
immune and digestive health? And then how do probiotics and stuff play a role in that? And is, is that different than say somebody who has digest weight loss issues or something like that? Well, okay. Well, first of all, just think about a hundred trillion microbes lining your intestinal wall, which if you talk about the small intestine, which is about 20 feet long, would cover a tennis court. So there's a whole lot of parking spaces, which technically are called attachment sites for microbes to uh, park on. And right there uh, in your small and large intestine, about 80% of your immune cells park as well. So that conversation between the microorganisms and immune uh, function is critical to your overall health, especially when it comes uh, that the beneficial specific probiotic bacteria have this unique uh, uh, affiliation with the immune cells and they communicate and they tell the immune cells, hey, listen, we got to uh, really uh, fight hard here because we've got a big challenge and we have to protect the body or calm down. Uh, don't get overexcited and cause allergies because it's only food coming across the intestinal wall. Yeah. So it's it's that communication that seems to be upset especially in the north american population and some of the things that are attributed to that discommunication with the immune system and those microbes is the 209 chemicals found in our food the chemicals found in our air the chemicals found in our water uh the lack of any regulation of fermented foods like yogurt and kefir and certainly no regulation of anybody that slaps on the name probiotic on their product and tries to sell it to you. So that's where we need to really start focusing and learning what is the best thing to do for a microbiome. Our mental health also impacts the, uh, the gut and the gut also impacts our mental health. So there's a loop, you know, your thoughts produce certain chemicals which may destroy the beneficial bacteria the beneficial bacteria produce chemicals that will stimulate good mood, clearer thinking, better attitude. So it's it's a very delicate dance. And I think not being aware in westernized societies where we wanna take a magic pill uh, to take care of a symptom, uh, we've gotta change that thinking because yeah. that's no longer gonna serve our long-term needs for health, longevity, and health, and just overall good feeling. Yeah, I agree. So let me just like recap what you said. So, and and I, I understand this, but just so the audience understand this, sure. 80% of our immune function lies in the gut, like 80%. That is huge, right? So that's a yes. huge portion of our immune system. I don't know where people feel like it lies, maybe in their, their head or their skin or their, but yeah. most of it is in the gut. And so when we're eating, cause I also emphasize this, these toxic foods, processed foods, we're actually dampening our immune system and allowing us to be more prone to viruses and not just viruses, but cancers, chronic disease, like all this stuff, yeah. because we're hurting our own selves by these toxics, like you're saying, because it's hurting our bacteria, the good bacteria that's supposed to live in our, live mm -hmm. in our gut. And so I wanted to clarify that. And then I want to talk more about what you mentioned as far as like mental health, like, can we get more, like more specific, like you made a comment like the thoughts having positive thoughts can affect our bacteria in our gut can you yeah. like 
yeah talk yeah about yeah because our thoughts you know can produce chemicals that are not only detrimental to our body but produce an environment where the bacteria don't want to stay because we assume because they're so simple that they're stupid but actually they're far more intelligent than we are uh they're not going to waste their cellular energy to impress us so you know when we when we produce chemicals like cortisol because we're under stress and which damages our body uh, doesn't allow us to utilize our uh, uh, food as fuel, but keeps it in the body because the body perceives danger. That same chemical suppresses the activity of the beneficial bacteria because it is a chemical that has a uh, definitely negative effect on the health of our gut. So uh, it's in the same fashion, the beneficial bacteria produce wonderful things like dopamine and serotonin, which are the feel-good neurotransmitters. So if we don't have enough of the good bacteria in our gut, we're not getting those wonderful feel-good chemicals going to our uh, first brain and making us feel good. So you see, it is a cycle. Bad thoughts produce bad chemicals. Bad chemicals diminish the bacteria that produce the good chemicals that make us feel good. And then what we need to do is that I tell people it's the diet, the exercise, the right probiotic supplementation. And I think I'm adding a fourth thing, meditation, learning how to calm down, have positive thoughts, be cheerful, uh, be happy with your life, find the good things in life, stay away from toxic people Mm -hmm. and things will start turning around. It's really not that hard if you think about it every day. Yeah, no, I agree. And so we can introduce bacteria that is harmful to us. So what are some examples of what the harmful bacteria can do to us outside of our body's not going to be functioning normally because we don't have the good bacteria? Does the harmful bacteria itself do anything that's toxic to our bodies? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's new indication now that uh, a bacteria uh, called Clostridium furfuriginis, which is a food poisoning bacteria, if allowed to overgrow in our gut, produces a toxin uh, that is linked to uh, multiple sclerosis. And almost every autoimmune disease can be linked to some overgrowth of a bacteria or a fungus in our body that's producing those toxins that are destroying some cellular structure that is essential to our good health. Yeah, I, I will say that. I do feel like a lot of autoimmune diseases are linked to the gut. And I always feel like because they get worse with certain foods or certain, you know what I'm saying? Things that are released. So I, it's like, are autoimmune diseases real or are they because some gut misfunction? It's, it's difficult to, to, you know, I'm not going to get too technical because I do, you know, teach doctors and in my past life, I did teach continuing medical education courses. So I'm going to try to bring it down. So everybody understands it. Look, your tube, which is your GI tract, which starts at the mouth and ends at the other end, is your uh, avenue reaching the outside world. So everything that comes in through your mouth and goes down your esophagus is first met by your stomach acid, which not only digests protein, but also kills bacteria. Because people don't know, even cl- there's nothing sterile on this planet including your blood and your brain cells. There is no sterility anywhere. Bacteria are present everywhere. 
So we were ingeniously designed. If our, if our stomach acid is working appropriately and we clean our food before we eat it, there's still gonna be background noise, but the stomach acid will break down the protein and kill the bacteria. And then everything is dumped in the small intestine where we have bile, where it breaks up our fats. And then that food should be going down in the right molecular size so we can pass the intestinal wall into our bloodstream to rebuild our body. And guess what? Your whole body is rebuilt every year. So the production of healthy proteins means you're going to be healthy without disease and you're going to have a longer life without disease. So that's the simple thing because every minute you lose about 10 uh, million cells. You are made up of 50 trillion cells. You've got about 100 trillion microbes. So the microbes out, uh, count our uh, cellular structure. So if you're cognizant that every day, every minute, every second, your body needs to build healthy proteins in order for you to be healthy, for your skin to be beautiful, for your hair to be beautiful, uh, to minimize aging, you would think twice about putting trash in your body. Yeah, I agree. And I, I also, I'm not sure if you're familiar with how gut microbe works in the weight loss world, but I also feel like um, people who eat poorly, um, just like you were saying, like our gut does a lot of the breakdown for the nutrients that the rest of your bodies need. And when you have unhealthy gut in your abdomen, it's it can't break it down, first of all. So unlike healthy gut, like not healthy gut has a problem with absorbing and breaking down certain foods that you need also. And so that's another reason why I know like people struggle. I tell them um, they struggle with certain things because of the type of food that they eat and they don't have a healthy gut microbe that will actually break down and absorb, give them the absorption in the food that they need. And you had mentioned earlier how we can have overgrowth of bad bacteria. And when we have mm -hmm. overgrowth, think of it as a lining, like all over your stomach of bacteria that's not healthy or fungus. And then you have food that you're trying to eat and be healthy and it's not being broken down because of it's just like this bad bacteria like caked all over your intestines and so mm -hmm. how do you feel about like cleanses and detox like getting for people who've had a history of getting like some of the, how do you get rid of the bad bacteria in your opinion and then re help replenish it with more healthier gut bacteria so yeah. bodies can function yeah well you know certain cleanses are okay but too many cleanses too often means that you're not healthy because the body yep. is ingeniously designed to detox itself if you give it the right thing. Most manufacturers think about how they want to please the end user, not about what is the best way to make the product to give the results that the consumer wants, because that may involve education and hard work, which they're not willing to put in. So mm -hmm. uh, consequently, I'm, that's why I'm still working and I'm 75, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm still working uh, because I feel that this information is so vital to our nation who has all these chronic illness. Mm -hmm. It's not good. It's accelerating. It's not decreasing. And with all this information, people are doing things with really without understanding that the body was designed to cleanse itself, to function properly if you don't trash it. If you've trashed your body, yes, you do need to have a cleanse, but then you have to have a, what I call a precision probiotic regimen with the right diet 
to make sure that you that colonies that you destroyed yeah. by your bad behavior and even cleanses destroy the right. beneficial bacteria, not just the yeah. bad ones. Unfortunately, that's what happens that you have to look at it as a very precious ecosystem that now you have to replenish and re-nourish so that it can serve you and give you a better life. No, I agree with that. So do you recommend like a daily probiotic or pre pre and po? How about you first? Let's do that. Can you explain the difference between a pre and post, you know, biotic? And then okay. do people need both should they all take it every day? What is your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I don't like, I, you know, the term prebiotic was put in because there were some negative reports on, on forms of prebiotics that are called uh, different things, you know, uh, under different conditions. Uh, are some artificial sweeteners are technically a prebiotic? And what is it? It's a fructooligosaccharide, meaning it's three molecules of sugar or carbohydrate that your body cannot digest for itself and it becomes direct food for microbes and yeast. Mm -hmm. Now the thought that if you have an unhealthy colony in your gut and you're taking a food that may be more specific for the beneficial bacteria, but does not exclude bad bacteria or yeast, you are, that's why uh, multiple prebiotics that are put into products that you know are, are putting there to make the products work because the bacteria is going to be abused in transportation and sitting on the shelf. So they want the consumer to have some effect. But in, in getting that effect, they're also going to have gas and bloating yeah. and some discomfort because not only the good bacteria are going to be attacking that prebiotic. Just remember, you do not want to load your body with indigestible carbohydrates and sugars because your body can't break it down for itself. So it becomes direct food for those microbes in your GI tract. Yeah. So that's why I avoid putting uh, prebiotics in my product mm -hmm. and have avoided that because people don't understand the function of prebiotics. And the name was changed because fructooligosaccharides got a bad name. Mm -hmm. So what the marketing people did, they just changed the name so that people would not understand mm -hmm. what happened in the past. That's I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so then you well, recommend mostly uh, probiotics. And yeah. And so what, what, what I do is I chose only the beneficial bacteria that evolved with humanity. In other words, those bacteria have been safe and in the literature for at least a hundred years. Okay. And they have evolved with human beings. I don't choose any designer microorganisms. Uh, whether or not they come from a safe genus or a spa safe species, I choose only those bacteria that I know are safe at any level and have never done any harm to anybody. And I can prove that by 40 years of a spotless record, not having any complaints filed against me or the company. That's what's important because bacteria are smart. You do not want to be fooling around with bacteria that you don't know who's making, who's formulating, and what they're doing, and you're ingesting that on a daily basis. Uh, that's one thing that I have fought. And just to make this short, uh, my probiotic labeling standards were accepted and voted on by the entire health food and dietary supplement industry, and in 1995 were read into congressional record. Unfortunately, nobody wants to talk about it. And so that's what I'm saying, that the buyer beware. You have to understand what you're buying, because this is a miracle. 
if you know what you're ingesting and how you're helping your body. And then the question comes, well, why do I need to take this on a daily basis? Because we have destroyed the environment. We have made all those chemicals in our food. We have added to the pollution of water and air. So that's why, you know, a hundred years ago, you would find societies all over the world. Mm -hmm. And one of the favorite ones that used to left the quote in the 1980s was the Maasai warriors because they had a wonderful diet of fermented food. They had the best transit time, meaning when the food enters their mouth and exits on the other end was only eight hours. And they had tremendous health because they followed those guidelines that they knew would produce health for their people and maintain it. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to teach people that don't be sold by fast pitches, easy fixes, a lot of information, it sounds good, but the person making the product, whatever you're buying, doesn't specialize in it and hasn't spent a lifetime researching it, formulating and making it because this is too important to overlook because in the cultures that were healthy, those traditions lasted from one generation to the next and handed down to preserve the health of the people in that community. And that's what we've lost in the United States and North America. We don't have those communities and that wisdom that's passed on from one generation to the next. That has been lost by advertising and frankly, our predisposition to eat things that are not so good for us. Yeah. No, I no, I I 100% agree with you. I guess my my last question for you would be there's a lot of like and I don't know if it's a marketing tool out there, but where people can like test their stool to see which probiotics they need and then there's companies that that create these probiotics specifically based on what's on their stool in their stool for healthy gut bacteria. I mean, there's a lot of these popping up. So do you feel like, A, it needs to be tested? Does your product do that? Or you just naturally feel like- No, I'm, the, I'm going to yeah. tell you, first of all, that 40% for, 40 of your dry weight fecal matter is bacteria. In fact, I have a position paper. Uh, you know, I uh, find fecal sample testing a joke because- <laughs> Uh, if you if you got so many bacteria in it, we don't have the resources to really figure out what's really in there because now people are familiar with PCR tests. They're very expensive. So the only thing you can see with those tests is there some presence of this bacteria. You don't know in what amounts it present there. And just because it's not found in your stool doesn't mean that it's somewhere in your 27 feet of GI tract. So how can you possibly determine what's in your small intestine by taking a look at a stool sample? You can't. <laughs> that, that technology does not exist. Second of all, there's secondary fermentation happening in the large intestine, which is your last nine feet. So bacteria that may not be in large numbers in, on the wall of the large intestine or the small intestine are now fermenting larger numbers that comes out with your waste. Yeah. So okay. what science is there that on a very simplistic test, on a very complex sample, like your fecal sample, that is 40% dry weight fecal matter is bacteria, how can you possibly determine the 160 to 170 uh, species that are unique to each human being? And from looking at that stool sample, you can determine 
what probiotic bacteria you're going to give. It's absolute nonsense. That's why I wanted to ask the question. I mean, that's what we do on the podcast. We like ask questions and defy, like, is this real? Is this not real? And so that's, I've seen a lot of those come up. I've questioned it. Like, is this helpful? Is this not helpful? And I'm in the field. And then I see a lot of them either hire or attach a doctor to it for it to be like, you know, this is, you know, like a legit thing. And so, no, I'm glad you were able to kind of and yeah. answer that question. Let's talk more about your products. Like where can people, sure. if they're interested, get your products, buy your products? If there is there any one you want to highlight? Yeah. Well, the most popular one is called the, the Healthy Trinity. It's the three bacteria that I've chosen, one for your small intestine. And the reason I call small intestine is because that's where they like to live. They're not going to waste their cellular energy to impress us. They like to live in that, you know, area where there's a mix of oxygen and no oxygen. Mm -hmm. So I have a specific bacteria for the small intestine, have specific bacteria, bifidobacteria for the large intestine, whereas you may know there's no oxygen. So you have to find bacteria that like to live there. And then there's the transient flora, which, you know, has been found in fermented food for centuries. Mm -hmm. And so I cover all three areas and it's put in an oil matrix which means it'll survive gastric juice as low as 1.8 pH for over an hour. And it's also bile tolerant, the organism. So they come completely healthy inside your small intestine, ready to populate and ready to work because they haven't been stressed by improper handling and they are now healthy and ready to serve you because they are really a part of you. I'm not giving you anything that hasn't been a part of you since the beginning of time. Specific problem they will recommend a regimen for specific for you. That's the whole service of probiotics. We can customize a regimen for each person to maximize the benefits. And it's probably the best investment people can make because the health of the gut has become a primary problem in our westernized society. And we need to really spend the time and money on maximizing the health of our gut if we wanna get rid of the rest of the problems. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So um, thank you so much for being on our show. We will have definitely people look you up. We'll put it in the note, uh, the show notes. Thank you for educating 